What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It's another episode of Sports Yak Podcast. Who types this stuff? Just run it, hit play, hear it, get it done with. I'm Jim Shorts. I'm an icon. The class of 2019 Indiana sports writer and sportscasters, Hall of Famer, Chuck Freebie, and the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yak, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. Play mustard on our tater tots. Okay, people, it's just not. This is Shoe the Dough. Welcome to Shoe the Dough, where Aaron and I sit down at the microphone and talk about stuff. Wow, you're doing an actual intro today. I, I really hope that you're having a fun time. Boo-boo-boo! <laughs> is, that, is that the new intro? Yeah, that's the new intro. <laughs> I thought we just, like, talked and stuff. Well, you know, we gotta change it up every once in a while. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing really, really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, you? <laughs> yep. Story time's over. <laughs> we hadn't even got to story time. Oh, oh okay. This All right, is, we this is just, this we is just the beginning rambling. <laughs> we so haven't even started the show. You got the rambling, uh-huh, okay. and then you got the official start, Okay. and then you've got the story time, Oh. and then you do the segmentation. So, should we start over again? No, no, no. We're rambling just fine. Thanks. The rambling is happening, happening for sure. Was it, why? Was there something specific you wanted to ramble about? No, never. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Would, would you rather shoe a dough then? Let's shoe a dough. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, now we go into story time. Oh. Uh, we're going to do a peruse the news today. Uh, so we're going to find some articles to chuck at you and see how you respond. Or gently place in front of you on the desk. No, no, no. We're very violent. We like to throw things. Or tweet things in my case. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you had one that uh, that we couldn't do, but you tweeted about it. Yes. Because it's visual. The, the Perusa news I found is very visual. Uh-huh. And it is very disturbing. It is. It is awesome. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's terrific. Yeah. It is one of those. It's when you really break down the word terrific. Uh-huh. And you understand what that means now. Yes. This tweet is terrific. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Are you going to retweet it too? Uh, I might. I don't know. Your there's, response to that was involved. really funny. Yeah, <laughs> when the teeth came out, you were like, well, "I don't know about this." <laughs> it was wild. Gosh, you know what I hate? What? When podcasts talk about something totally visual, <laughs> but with no context whatsoever. At Denee says, yeah, D E N E E S A Y S, or you can go to Aaron Dicer. I think you, you can check it him. out there. Yeah. But that's not your story time. What's your story time? We went uh, out of town. I think we should, we should do like a mutual story mutual time. Mutual story time. Uh, our families went to a uh, baseball game in St. Louis yeah. together, and that was a lot of fun. Spent I the weekend hanging out. thought that it was my husband's first time to go to the St. Louis ball field team. Uh-huh. Yes. Stadium. Bush Stadium. Stadium. <laughs> got there almost, almost before you. I think I got there before you. So I have I think to go back did. and listen. I think you did. I thought it was his first time to go to that stadium. Oh. He's a huge Cards fan. Yeah. But I didn't think that he had seen them there, but he had. Yeah. So I was really feeling the pressure for us to get there so that he could have all the whole experience at the Bush Stadium. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, he, it wasn't that big of a deal. 
So it was it was great though, great seats and yeah. all that kind of fun he, stuff. He won tickets, mm-hmm. so we got to sit really, really close to the people. Mm-hmm. Also, directly in the sun. <laughs> That's right. That is the trade-off. There's <laughs> not a lot of shade down there near the field. No, it was really fun. Yeah, and we the day before we went to the zoo, mm-hmm. and Iris is my daughter is still talking about that. Every yeah. time she's talked to her grandma, uh, she says. Um, I went to the zoo and then she'll say, what'd you see? And she'll talk about the penguins. That was a big deal for her. Apparently. Yeah. Penguins are great. That was a pretty cool thing. I've never been that close to penguins. Here's the thing you might not know about the St. Louis zoo, unless you've been to it. Their penguin display is in your face. Yeah. Like you could reach out and touch the penguins and then be arrested, but you could reach <laughs> That's out right. and you could, they're that close. I oh, for sure. They're way too close. Yeah. <laughs> I could have grabbed a penguin. Yeah. Yeah. You could literally reach over into the water and just grab penguins. Well, and they're also standing like right up, like I'm tall. Like I could have easily, yeah, I could have knocked one off its perch. There was like a puffin that was inches from your face. Yes. It's insane. Which was, I mean, really, really cool to see them up close. My mom, when I told her that we had gone, my mom loves penguins. She said that when they first opened up the penguin display, she went to the, the zoo. She walked into that room and had a breakdown crying. Because they're so beautiful and she never thought she'd ever see them that close. Because usually they're, you know, when you go to a zoo, they're so far away. Uh-huh. But she wasn't prepared to be inches from penguins. Wow. And so she was just experiencing all this emotion of loving this animal, seeing them super close. And it was just really affected her. That's I nice. Was, but I thought it was really sweet. The hippos were active too. The hippos are crazy. Yeah. Those things are scary. Really? Did you notice I stayed very far away from that one? Yes, I did. I did notice that. They're yeah. they're one of the more dangerous animals in the animal kingdom. Yeah. It's for hard sure. for me to go to zoos. Do you like zoos? I mean, I don't mind them. Yeah. It's I mean, as long me. as I can put my, my faith in that the people there have the best interests of the animals in mind and that, yeah. you know, that they're there for rehabilitation and because they can't live in the wild. And right. so, you know, I, that's just, yeah. As yeah. long as I can do that mental homework, then, yeah. was, then I'm it fine. Was hard. It was hard for me. Like there was this rhino that was just pacing back and forth. That made me sad. Mm-hmm. And you can hear like the electrical fence that's protecting us from, I guess, them jumping over a barrier and, right. you know, gorging someone. So uh-huh. so thanks, but also sad. And then um, I, I think my favorite one that felt, because they have a lot of room at the St. Louis Zoo. Yeah. My favorite one that felt spacious was probably the the sea lions. Oh, yeah. They had a lot of room to swim around. And you can go underneath the water and see them swimming, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. Yeah. And they did seem to have quite a bit more room Yeah, than, you know, a fish tank. Yeah. Lower than water level is probably how I would say, because you didn't really go under the water. Like that would be. Right. That would be a little more dangerous. There was a subterranean tunnel. Yes. Yeah. You, you, was it the sea lions you could walk under? Was like there was, was yeah, the, the glass tunnel. Was where you that could, sea lions? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> there's a song by... Oh, what's her name? She did the song one, two, three, four. Da, 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 da. Feist. Ses- Sesame Feist. Street? Feist. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, Feist. <sighs> she has a song called Sea Lion. And it was oh. one of my favorite ones from the album. It was like, Sea Lion, woman, sea like She drinks coffee, she like She drinks tea. <laughs> and it's just like, I love it. And so the whole time we were there, I'm singing the song. Uh-huh. And I thought you guys were right beside me, but turns out it was strangers. Nice. And one of them said, what display is this? And I thought it was just you guys. And I went, see, live woman. She, and I'm like, oh, uh, sorry. And I just quickly grabbed the stroller nice. and like got out of there. Super embarrassed myself. Yeah. I, <laughs> in, in public environments like that, I'm 
always aware of how easy it is to mistake people for other people. I mean, I almost grabbed the hand of some woman thinking it was my wife, you know, it's <laughs> like, Oh, you're not who I thought you were. Oops. <laughs> so I'm aware of how, how crowd, like if a crowd of people comes through an area, I'm, I'm on like major high alert for my child kind of a thing. Cause yeah. it's just like, she can well, just get new swept away. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like several moments where it's, like, oh my goodness, you could just tumble over the side here. So it's really scary. It is. Having a child is terrifying. There's, <laughs> there's that word again. It's responsibility. It's terrific. <laughs> yeah, I'm always I'm always interested in what kind of biological things I'm gonna learn at the monkey cages. Um, you know, there's always Did you see always... that monkey stick his finger up his butt and then smell uh-huh. his finger? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw the one poop in his hand and then smell his fingers. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. You know, it was, he's just checking his ecology, yeah. making sure. And can I just say, his biology is all can right. I just be just this, uh, you know, an animal crass, uh, monkey balls are huge. I didn't see monkey. Did balls. Did you not like, did you like, <laughs> I can't believe we're really talking about this for real. I mean, that dude it was packing bowling balls. Like I, I told, I told your husband, I said, I don't know how he doesn't injure himself every time he sits down. Like, I don't know where they go. Oh, it's, it's a butt cushion. It's, it's, it's cushion. Ugh. I mean, Hey, Hey, no, I'm not, I'm not it, exaggerating. It might not work. I'm not exaggerating Same. when I say softball, softball size. Yeah. Legit. Just like little cushions. <laughs> That's how it works. Right. Uh huh. I can tell you've never had testicles. Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. Actually don't, don't women technically have testicles. Uh, I think the ovaries, the ovaries are technically, are technically what the, the same. Yeah. yeah, that's what they turn into. They either turn into yes, exactly. They either turn into testicles or, right. or ovaries. Just for a quick asterisk moment. Uh huh. In our a, reproductive there, discussion, there is a really cool podcast about this. Oh Radio yeah, Lab. Radio Lab did a good series Amazing. on it. Amazing. Yeah, it's like the whole creation process. Mm-hmm. That episode blew my mind. Yeah, highly recommend Radio Lab in general. They have a couple episodes that just stand out. The gonads one was one yeah. because they kind of were just saying girls have gonads too. And here's right. how it works and yeah. how it's all developed. And they have such a great way of educating with sound because it's a podcast. You can't really see visuals, but they can really describe it so well. So it's they have a yeah, great that, podcast. That podcast series was amazing. It was. Almost as amazing as the wrecking ball sized <laughs> things hanging between the legs of that chimpanzee this weekend. Oh, Almost man. that amazing. This is why you go to the zoo, everybody. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Story time. Studio DNA presents Peruse the Nose. Every day, so many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your host to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join them on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure. And here come our hosts now. Please welcome, it's Aaron and Danae. You did a good job. Well done. Thank you. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) And she's out. Uh, Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Three articles each. What's happening in the world? A safe that was sealed for 40 years... Stayed stayed sealed until a visitor spun the dial and opened it. Hmm. Yeah. Just spun it? Yep. This was like... This happened in... uh, Is it... hmm. What's the name of this one? Vermilion? 
vermilion? Were there vermilion dollars in the safe? <laughs> Verm- oh, it's the Vermilion Alta Museum. Mm-hmm. But where is it? And where is it, though? Guys. Is this really important? Is the location, Is are we really going to get stuck on the location? I always like to know where things happen in the world. You know okay. that. Uh-huh. Yes. But not who sings a song. That doesn't matter. But boy, where the city of this safe got opened is located. That's crucial information. I wanted to. I wanted to say where it was, but I. I can't. I can't find it. I'll just move on. You're right. Okay. So anyhow, the safe uh-huh. had been donated from a hotel, and um, had been put down in like this display area, and they'd have all these professionals come in. This museum this vermilion mm-hmm. alta museum yeah and you know look at it well there's a volunteer that had been there and in between visitors he just kind of crouched down and started flipping the dial and pulled on the handle and it opened and is it he was, a safe cracker no was he's there like anything a, he's in- a machinist that works at fort mcmurray wow <laughs> uh his name should i, should I be should I be interested in getting well, if you've names? got the name there you can give the name by the way vermilion's in alberta canada so oh, okay 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 Stephen Mills hmm. was the guy's name. Vermilion Mills. I really think there must have been a million dollars in there. I really feel like no, if there's not, it's sad. This was the kind of disappointing part. There really wasn't a lot of interesting stuff in there. Was, was there anything in there? It was like paperwork from the hotel, you know, oh. so not really anything that's like, oh, what was in the safe? And that's the fun thing about safes is when you get to crack them, you, you never know what's inside. In this case, <laughs> you act like this is something you do. No, <laughs> my favorite thing about cracking safes is there's this whole like reddit world where uh-huh. people find safes and it's like this huge thing of yeah. opening them and figuring out what's, what's inside, inside yeah. yeah i love that stuff it's, yeah i get to kind of live vicariously through other people when they find them because like if i ever found one i'd really want to know what was inside is it isn't this probably the norm though i mean you know we're boring people like there's really just not going to be a lot of stuff in safes Especially if it's been left. But it, yeah, if a safe is if a safe is donated, you would think that they would have taken out anything right. important. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is, the safe was like so interesting to them because it wasn't able to be cracked open, and it took a lot to get it to where it was because they're super heavy. So they had to take a crane and like remove the floor and get it all like set up, and then this dude just flips the dial and opens it, and it's like. <laughs> Hey, look, it's just some receipts from this hotel from like, I don't know, 1800s or something. Well, I'm going to pretend there was vermilion dollars in Nin- there. Oh, my goodness. Wow. For Steve Millions. Uh, there was no valuable treasure inside the safe. A few documents from its final days inside the old hotel. A dusty pad of restaurant orders and forgotten place pay slips from 1977. It listed four and a half hours at Time and a half, seven hours of straight time, and forty dollars deducted for meals. So it was just a receipt. <laughs> <laughs> Deductions—the oh. most exciting thing you could ever find in a safe. A list of deductions. <laughs> We're probably just going to keep it open now. They said. So now it's just an open safe. You can go look at it if you want to or, if you're in Canada. Or you could close it and have people re-experience this every day. People don't know this story, right? Like, the, you know, a new person each day could be like, oh, <gasps> I cracked I the safe. It. Whoa. It's receipts. <laughs> Just put something new inside every time. Yeah. It's a Pokemon. It's silly putty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's yours? Uh, Tinder-style dating app for dog owners to find romance with each other is being rolled out across America. For breeding purposes or just for the this fake is why dog I love? just brought this up for one simple fact. This is a horrible headline. <laughs> like, there's so, like, okay, 
Tinder style dating app for for dog lovers is is one of those things where it's like, okay, so are you trying to find dogs to hook up together? Are you trying to find people with dogs? Yeah, I'm confused. Are we going into bestiality here? Like what's no, hey, like what is I'm no, just saying the we've headline. already talked about <laughs> balls on monkeys. This is a strange episode in so many ways. Well, it's an episode of Shoot the Dough. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, I'm just saying the headline is horrible. Uh, no, it's just it's an app for people with dogs to find each other. So oh, here's my question. Okay, okay. Is that important to people enough to have its own individual dating app? Who cares? There's like, so just, many. I mean, you can find dating apps. If like, you have a if dog, you're a Christian, you, use this app. Sure. If you're well, a dog lover, use this app. Sure. But I'm I'm genuinely specifically asking, if you have a dog and you're looking for an SO, are you concerned that they have a dog too? Is that a good thing? Do you not want them to have? I wouldn't necessarily want them to have a dog. Like, I, I now you're dealing with two connections that have to be made. We have to get along and like each other, and our pets have to get along and like each other. That's true. It I'm is, just saying it complicates things. Well, you don't have to worry about it. You're married. <laughs> but... I think more important is how someone treats a dog. And so maybe that's like the assumption is that if you have a dog, you're treating your dog well. Mm. There needs to be a dating app that just shows you how people treat each other. And I think that would be pretty popular. I think the problem is we can all fake that pretty well. But you, you know can't I mean? fake having a dog. <laughs> can you? You do or you do not have one. I, I think not you easy could to probably fake, fake that. I you think, think that's so? pretty easy to fake. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. Go over to your neighbor's house who has a dog. Get a few pictures with their dog. Put that on your profile. Catfish people with dog. With cat <laughs> a dog catfish. What is that? Do- How does that work? Dog fishing. Dog fishing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, do a little bit of dog fishing. I'm with you though. I think uh, that this the, seems a little bit excessive. The app know. is called Dig. D i g Dig, and I don't think I the the thing about niche dating apps is I don't know how they succeed because there just aren't enough people on them unless you're in a huge city. Um, to really make much of a difference. So I think, you know, nothing's going to replace the big, the big boys in the dating app world, which are what Tinder Uh huh. and, um, Bin- t- Bin- Tinder. <laughs> so I was and, hoping uh, you actually knew it. <laughs> and, um, Tinder snap, Snapchat and, uh, <laughs> and Tinder. Oh, good job. Excellent. <laughs> Shall I move on? Yes. Okay, so this was interesting to me. There's a program now that will pay Minnesota homeowners to make their lawns into bee-friendly habitats. I no! love this so no, much. No, go away, bees. I'm giving you such a hard glare. At, uh-huh. uh, a little bit of side eye we there. We need bees. All right. All right. What's the buzz? Uh, wow. Um, so obviously the bees are on decline. We've all kind of known about that. If you're paying attention to the news, which I love that it's actually in like national mm-hmm. news now, because it used yeah. to just be my friends, local, my hippie friends, my beloved friends who are connected yeah. to the earth. And we're like, guys, we're killing the bees and nobody cared. And then right. and then it got to such a mass crisis. And then it's like what everyone's been saying for years in my beloved community, my health and wellness community, which is that it's pesticides. It's like, oh, yeah, they did research. Yep, it was pesticides. And yep, we're in trouble. So in the case of Minnesota, they have this new environment bill law that's going into effect i think next year and it's going to pay out nine hundred thousand dollars to homeowners who plant certain kinds of plants in their yard or even keep their grass at a specific length Mm. that is more likely to attract bees since they are really really 
suffering. Uh, here's the quote. When people look at these flowers, they see a nuisance. They see a weed. I see a forage for pollinators. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. He's a student graduate who works at the University of Minnesota's Bee Lab. Nice. Where they're trying to figure out like the best plants to attract the bees and bring them back. So they want people to plant things like creeping thyme and Dutch white clover, stuff like that. Dutch white clover. Yeah. And I you can know. get paid to do it. So that's the incentive, right? Yeah. That's the incentive. Yeah. Hey, we want to try to fix the problem. Like, mm-hmm. don't worry about because a lot of take a little bit of sting out of your family budget. Hey, that's mm-hmm. it. You need to call Minnesota and get on there. Like, <laughs> get in there, man. Uh, they insist that the bee friendly yard is not a threat. Like, as far as like bees coming into your yard, you shouldn't be worried about that. Um, there's possibilities of getting stung, of course, but that's not like a huge concern. I mean, unless you're allergic to bees. Uh, so there's just, I think this is a really cool thing because more, I, I I want, I want more people to do cool ideas like this. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, you plant these kinds of plants and we'll pay you to do it. And it also helps the environment because without bees, we's in trouble. Um, did you see the the bees take over the baseball game? That was so cool. (laughs) I loved that so much. A huge swarm of bees stopped this baseball game because they just took over the field. It was incredible. Yeah. I I think if I was there, it would be like, whoa, this is scary and awesome. You know, but I was really thrilled with that just because it's good to see bees. (laughs) (laughs) You really love the bees. I really do. And I'm I'm just, I want our, you know, our pollinators to, to live. To pollinate. Yeah. So good job, Minnesota. I was happy to bring that one to to the table today. Okay, Very what's nice. yours? Uh, wrong turn. Relying on your sat nav or Google Maps could damage your brain and increase risk of Alzheimer's. Okay. So I'm concerned now because I use my GPS all the time. What is it? Just that you're not using critical thinking? I think so. But Something you're just like kind of like shutting off this right part of your brain that can mm-hmm. critically think through looking around at your environment and figuring it out. Yeah, or figuring out a map, or you know, doing that kind of thing. So they make some recommendations. Uh, buy a map. Makes sense, you know, if you're not going to be using GPS. Uh, or, or does it make sense to have a map whether you're using GPS or not, just to have one in case? Mm, maybe. Okay. Uh, double check uh, your directions before leaving. So memorize your directions. I remember my mom having to tell me that before I go on a road trip. Um, go old school. Put your phone in the glove compartment. That's well, not old school. Old school is no phone at all. Well, that's it's, it's simulating old school. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, observe your surroundings. Now we're just being ridiculous. Uh, Pay attention while driving. Is that yeah. is that what you're talking about? That's weird. And this one, I mean, who does this? Ask for directions. I actually do that. <laughs> that I did, that, I did that at the zoo. I I asked a local person where she would eat. Uh huh. And she started immediately giving directions. Yeah. And I didn't listen to her at all. <laughs> no, let me tell you what happened. This is so funny. I did Maybe, wonder how that conversation started. This is the Alzheimer's part of it. Okay. okay. So she starts saying, okay, you're going to go out here. You're going to go east on. And then she gave me some road number. And then she's like, and you're going to go a few miles down. You're going to get off on some exit. And and I'm listening to her. as She's describing the environment. And she says something about a Menards. Mm-hmm. And so I, in my head, I was like, okay, I'll just Google the Menards and then figure it out from there. <laughs> 
because why listen to any of the directions right. yeah. when I can Google it? And that's what they're talking about is learn how to critically think and remember. Yes, it's a great on, example. You know, I-40 mm-hmm. or whatever, down two miles to the Huntington exit. But it was the worst. Those days were the worst. Were they, though? They were the worst. For people like me who don't have a good sense of direction. Yeah. Like, lost all the time. You know, like it's just GPS was. Be- I had GPS before it was a thing on our phone. You had a Tom Tom. I had a well. It was technically a Garmin. Oh yeah, okay. It, it was a Garmin, and I used it for navigation. Most people they were sold mostly to hunters, right? And but no, I I used it for navigation, made waypoints and all that kind of but stuff. See, but see, you are not adding in that crippling piece of information that you hate talking to people. <laughs> well, that so is you true had to go well. tech route. Because if you're lost, you usually stop and ask for directions. But right. you like, no, I'm no. not. I'm not. I'm going to buy this device. That That's means right. I don't have to talk to a human. <laughs> yes. See, now you get it. I get it. Uh, it is, according to the experts, it's the hippocampus that uh, is it's being dis- destroyed. Is being destroyed. Because so. we don't have to critically think. Correct. Instead, we can just listen to mindless podcasts. <laughs> That's right. Oh, there we Where go. Where we talk about the zoo and the other hippocampus. Oh, you guys. This show is so fun. <laughs> what do you got next? Okay, so this one was interesting to me, uh, and you'll know why. Um, it is from CNN. It says, uh, here's the title, up to 25 cups of coffee a day is safe for health for your heart health. Up to 25? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. That's ridiculous, people. Come on. It's crazy because there are so many different studies about coffee specifically. Yeah. And it flip-flops all the time. All the time. And this article even goes into that saying, you know, it's really hard because you hear that it's okay and you hear that it's not okay. This study uh, was partially funded by the British Heart Foundation. And in it, they were specifically looking to see what would happen to the arteries (laughs) if you drank coffee. Mm -hmm. And apparently one cup of coffee had no effect and as much as 25 a day, still no effect. Now, most of the people that did the study, the average cups of coffee per day, like the most people usually drank was five. Mm-hmm. But for the study, they went up to 25. And so like, we're not recommending you have 25 cups of coffee a day. We're just saying that it won't affect your arteries. I'm trying to be reasonable about this. I am not a coffee drinker. I think it's disgusting. I cannot believe anybody drinks that stuff. It blows my mind that there's this liquid that none of us like the first time we taste it, but we all find a way to get used to it, and we put enough stuff in it that eventually we like it. Um, and that is the biggest industry in the world. I, it blows. I don't understand it. <laughs> so I'm going to try to be. Uh, I'm going to try to be reasonable here. Um, Twenty five cups. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? Well, if you, you drink a cup of coffee in the morning and maybe one is a pick me up in the afternoon, maybe I can get on board. But how would you drink 25 cups of coffee in a day? I, Are you also smoking 100 cigarettes? Like this is a problem. This is so an addiction thing. It was interesting because the people who um, drank more coffee than the average person, the research showed that moderate and heavy coffee drinkers were most likely to be male smoke and consume alcohol more regularly that's yes thank you that's what i'm saying like maybe you're going okay it's okay for your heart but you're dealing with some sort of i mean you're dealing with an addiction issue at that point i just don't know how you would say hey yeah 25 cups of coffee that's fine you'll be good it's like no you're dealing with something (laughs) 
the uh, professor at the British Heart Foundation said there are several conflicting studies saying different things about coffee and it can be difficult to filter out uh, or to filter what we should believe and what we shouldn't. This research will hopefully put some of the media reports in perspective as it rules out one of the potential detrimental effects of coffee on our arteries. As usual with coffee, it is about the filtering. Oh, wow. Isn't it? Yeah, but how do I not see these coming? (laughs) After all these years, I feel like this is an interesting study. I'm okay with reading studies and I'm okay with research. Like, cool. Yes, let's do that. But the clickbait of up to 25 cups. It's ridiculous. It ne- this article is about how coffee doesn't have an effect on your arteries. It doesn't talk about your heart. It doesn't talk about like the rest of you. 25 <laughs> cups. Of, that's that's a, more than a cup an hour. If you were awake for the entire day, <laughs> which you will be because you're having 25 cups of coffee. Right? Like, that's insane. But for your arteries specifically, <laughs> you're fine. It's fine. You know what? You can have up to 100 cups of coffee a day, and it won't affect your complexion. (laughs) Who cares? Your hair won't grow less. It will affect your teeth if you're not careful. They will brown. Yeah, that's true. I knew you. That's ridiculous. I knew you'd kind of get triggered on this one because I know. Well, I don't like coffee, but even beyond not liking coffee, that's silliness. It's extreme. Yeah. But, you know, our arteries are okay. I actually do not drink much coffee anymore. Because- we found that drinking 50 milkshakes a day won't affect your eyesight. Exactly. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> okay, well. Maybe other problems. Glad I, That was definitely worth it. <laughs> good, good. He sent me off. I love how Perusa News is basically us trying to trigger, trigger. each other. <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, my final story today is about sharks. Oh, <laughs> so- no. Really? A shark in particular. Okay. Uh, North Carolina dad punches shark to save teen daughter. Uh, I thought this was a pretty incredible story. Uh, uh, 17-year-old Paige Winter was swimming with her dad and got attacked by a shark in the shallows. And her dad literally beat the shark off of her and saved her life. Uh, He also works fire and rescue. And so he was able to apply pressure to the wound right away. And they got her to a Ah! hospital. (laughs) tried i was trying so hard to just be okay i uh, my look i'm i am gripping my hands together so tight right now i ask your permission i know beforehand i I don't i'm not trying i really am not actually trying to trigger you i thought maybe like you decided not to because we got so far in i thought you were gonna start with a shark i'm like oh cool you decided not to go shark and then i'm like oh really okay we're going to shark and I'm okay. I just can't. Ah, 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 ah. Okay. okay. It's an amazing story it's of survival. Story Everybody of survival. lived. Everybody's good. Do I need to- <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> so I'm sorry. Do you need to leave keeps, the room? It keeps for the rest of in it? my mind that I need it. Let's talk about something else. I'm glad everybody's okay. Quickly get through it. Do it. Um, Speed read. Uh, 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 can't can't talk about that. Can't talk about that. Um, <laughs> there's plenty of information I'd love to give you, but uh, Danae oh, is not oh. having it. Hey, I have an idea. Uh-huh. I'm going to close my ears now. Okay. I'm taking off my headphones. And All then right. You, you talk to the audience. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, so he punched the shark five times uh, to be able to get it off of his daughter. Um, she eventually did have to have her leg amputated in one of her hands, uh, but she is doing great and doing much better. 
uh, after getting through it. And she's in a good mood. I think you can hear this part. I think, Danae, you can you can come back to us. Oh, okay. I think you can hear this part. Okay, I'm ready. Um, Paige says after her experience uh, that she wants everyone to know that sharks are still good people. Uh, sharks uh, and- aren't freaking people, Paige. <laughs> I love you. I'm glad you have your body parts. I'm glad she your dad the, saved the you. The majority of sharks are not dangerous in any way, shape, or form. Bull crap. <laughs> you mean bull shark? Uh, there is only a few species which become aggressive, and often it's a case of uh-huh. mistake. Oh so. yeah, a mistake that you're a snack. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. We got through it. Woo. Well, you don't have. This is what I forget sometimes. You don't have a choice. You don't like. I I don't have to imagine things. I, like they don't just right? automatically oh, happen. Really? Yeah, they automatically uh, happen with you. I don't. Yeah. I don't have to. Like, I mean, if it's simple, like, don't think of an elephant. Well, of course, I'll think of an elephant. But right, right. like, but but as far as like reading a story and an article, like, you, I wouldn't immediately picture it. and visualize it. So yeah, that's yeah. so interesting. You don't yeah. have that. No, I don't have to do that. That that is that's that's great for you. That's one of the advantages of using GPS. Is I you don't have to think. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love doing the show. Uh, please head to iTunes if you can. And iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Uh, is it? Is it gone already? It's gone, man. Okay. Please head to your Apple Podcast. There you go. Find Shoe the Dough there and rate and subscribe if you haven't already. That helps the people up in the podcast clouds rain happiness down on our little show that's how it happens that's how that works uh this is the podcast that launched the studio dna podcast network uh so if you're in (laughs) oops did we do that uh if you're interested in other podcasts uh from the network go to spreaker.com slash studio dna that's all one word or our website studio dna dot media or and this is probably the easiest just search for studio dna one word in your podcast player and they'll all pop up studio dna is one word don't search Mm -hmm. for studio dna one word that doesn't that doesn't (laughs) you can if you want it might still get you there uh huge thanks to chris tilly for composing the shoe the dough theme thanks to producer phil for doing such amazing work on the studio dna network uh and thanks to you for your support at patreon yeah we appreciate it uh, membership is three bucks a month. There's just one level, and it basically gets you every episode and bonus episode from every podcast on the network. Should we talk? That's about, how that works. Should we do another bonus episode? A bonus episode? Yeah. If should you have something one? you want to talk about, that's fine. Shark trauma. <laughs> just kidding. Don't want to go back there. I was. Why are you Woo! bringing that back up? I don't know. I was just testing the waters. No, I didn't, I didn't. no, I did not mean to even use that. <laughs> Sorry. I just said testing the waters. Just when I think I have a leg up. Aaron! <laughs> that was inappropriate because it was on purpose. Rude. What? What did I say? I don't even know. Oh, no. You are brainless. Wait, mindless. There's a difference? Brainless. <laughs> Is there a difference? <laughs> a little bit. Um, thank you for throwing some stars at us on yes. whatever uh, podcast player that you use and rating us. We really do appreciate that. And if there's anything else you want to say to us, uh, you can send us an email. Feedback at shoethedough.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. 
Shop now at Hero.co.